Welcome everyone. You're listening to The River Podcast, where you can find messages to help you strengthen your walk with Christ and refresh your soul. Here's our message from this past week. I have a word for y'all. I have a word, a word that hopefully hits you in the heart. I pray that when you walk out these doors, that whatever you came in with, that you left it at the altar. Did you hear me? When you came through those doors, some of you guys are carrying heavy burdens. And tonight, I just want you to leave it at the altar. Amen? The title of my sermon here is called Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there with me, or I think it's on the screen. It says, then Jesus said... Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. May God bless the reading of his word. Amen. How many of you have ever been overwhelmed? Come on. How many of you have ever been overwhelmed this week so far? What about you feeling overwhelmed right now? Somebody. Hallelujah. Talavamos, Señor. Let me explain to you what's going on in PVIC's world. So as a, as a kid's pastor, I had to prepare two sermons. I preached twice on a Sunday, and I had to prepare a lesson for Wednesday night, Bible science. Ta-da! Not only that, but I was preparing a message for the river. Te vamos. Gloria a Dios. But not only that, I was nervous because now I was fasting on Sunday because P. Vic had to get ready for a PET scan. Santo. You tell a, a guy like me not to eat tortillas, breads, rice. You can't tell a Spanish man not to eat rice. That's wrong. You take away my candy. In fact, the paper says you cannot even chew gum. I can't chew. I'm not eating the gum. So I fasted. Long and behold, Monday comes up. I arrive at the Diagnostics of America. I go in there, they ask for my name, Mr. Oliva, thank you, date of birth. And then the lady looks at me and says, uh, you're not scheduled for today. I and I looked at her, I fasted for no reason. Why? Oh, Mr. Oliva, you're scheduled for Wednesday morning. Otra vez fasting again? So the first thing I did was, my wife said, once you're done, go and get breakfast. You know, the pig in me didn't want to do that. I had some crackers in the car, so, you know, be, you know, calm down. So all of a sudden, Tuesday comes, started fasting again. Glory be to God. Go to the pet scan place Wednesday morning. I show up, and I'm like, come on, come on. Come on, let it be my name. Let it be my name. I'm ready this time, God. All right, Mr. Oliva, come back. Of course, I'm sitting there, and, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, and I'm overwhelmed because now I'm thinking, okay, Monday, I was busy with district meetings with the, with the AG district uh, peninsula, right? From, man, it took the whole day almost. I go to lunch, and then I come, and then somebody, you guys know you got people that just suck your life. You guys ever know people that just want to drain your life? They just want to sit there and they just suck your life. Yeah. My 
goodness. But that's, that's what I'm called to do. I'm a pastor. I'm here. Just, just, suck, just suck. Go ahead. I'm here. And I'm like, man, when am I going to touch my computer to start working for the week? Overwhelmed. <sighs> today. Oh, today. I told my wife, babe, man, what else could happen? Today. And then all of a sudden, you know, people need help. You know, when you're a pastor, everyone needs you, I guess. They start pulling. But overwhelmed. We get overwhelmed in life. I don't know. How many of you guys are overwhelmed right now? You're like, oh, my goodness, I'm overwhelmed right now by hearing you, PVIC. My goodness, I'm carrying your burdens now, PVIC. Thank you. Welcome to my life, right? But being overwhelmed, as I read that scripture, when I read that scripture that I just read up there to you. Oh, it's not even up there. Okay. As I read, oh, hallelujah, the glory. Here you go. As I read this scripture, when I read this text found in the Bible, this, this Bible that I believe, as I read this, it's telling me, it's telling you to come to Jesus. To come to Jesus. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, come to Jesus. When you are tired, when you are weary, when you're carrying heavy burdens, you come to Jesus. You don't go to YouTube. <laughs> you don't go to Netflix. Come to Jesus. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to a story that I love right here. Luke chapter 17, or it might be up there too. Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 13. It says this, Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem. He reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten men with leprosy stood at a distance crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. What does that have to do with that, Pivik? What does that have to do with overwhelming? Hold on for a second. Here, we have ten lepers who know what overwhelming is. They experienced being overwhelmed. Be quiet, Pivik. You know what you're talking about. I'm going to tell you right now. Here's what they experienced. Number one. Overwhelmed physically. They had this thing called leprosy, this disease that was in their body. This disease that was eating them alive, boils, skin falling off. It was horrible. Physically, they were being tortured. Leprosy is a sick disease. I had cancer, but leprosy, my goodness, I wouldn't want to deal with that. But physically overwhelmed with the disease of leprosy. Two, they were overwhelmed relationally. They were isolated because there were lepers. They said, you can't hang out with this crew no more. You're, you're gone. Go away. You can't be around us. What does that mean, overwhelmed relationally? Watch. Those could have been husbands. Husbands couldn't be with their wives. Those could have been fathers. They couldn't be with their kids. They couldn't hang out with their friends. They were isolated. They were pushed away. 
Can you imagine being overwhelmed, not having people, your friends, your wife, your kids? Man, COVID season got me, guys. I started thinking big time. Last year, I mean, I don't know if you guys, but June, I got hit with COVID, thanks to patient zero up there. <laughs> so I got hit with COVID. I was locked up in my room, no joke, 40 days and 40 nights, no joke. It was like God's perfect number. I was like, God, you're messing with me. You got jokes because I'm a pastor, aren't you? I started talking to God. It was a nice conversation with God, I promise. I was locked up. And because I had COVID, I couldn't hug my wife or kiss my wife. I couldn't go and play with my kids. I was locked up in a room, isolated. All I had was a TV. Santo eres. My Bible, glory to God. And Fortnite. <laughs> Hence why I started Twitch. Let's get it, Lord. But I was isolated. I could imagine how these men felt not being around their wives and kids and their friends. Imagine you when you get, hopefully you guys don't get COVID, but being isolated, I was, man, away. I was away from people. I couldn't be around people. My wife said, go outside. I don't want to go outside. People are going to look at me weird. I don't know. I'm scared. Three, watch. Overwhelmed financially. These guys couldn't go out to work. They couldn't go out to work. They were lepers. You think people are going to hire lepers? Look at today's society. You think someone's going to hire someone that is like in a big, I mean, dealing with illness? My sister-in-law dealing with illness. They're not going to hire her. Overwhelmed. Anybody overwhelmed financially here? Come on, somebody. I'm being real with you guys. Come on, just raise your, come on. Let's be honest. Listen, we're in the house of God. Watch this, number four. Overwhelmed spiritually. They couldn't go to church. They couldn't go get fed spiritually. Let me ask you a question. Do any of these four right here fit you? Are you overwhelmed physically, relationally, financially, spiritually? Are you going through that? Any of those four? If you said yes, or oh, it's going on tonight, y'all. It's going on tonight. We're going to pray for some freedom tonight. Amen? Now, if anybody, if anyone knew what it felt to be overwhelmed were these 10 guys. So when I hear people, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. Hey, you want to be these 10 lepers? Oh, no, 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 no. But to be overwhelmed is like carrying these heavy burdens. It's crazy. But here's the cool thing that I saw at the end of that scripture. It says, they knew that if they came to Jesus, they came to Jesus. They didn't just, oh, I'm overwhelmed. No, they were searching. Wait, there's Jesus. They were searching. They came to Jesus because they knew that Jesus would do something about it. I'm here to tell you tonight, Jesus is going to do something about it tonight. Did you hear me? It's like this. Where's Eric? Eric, come over here, bro. Come on, buddy. I'm a kid's pastor. I like to illustrate things. Come on, somebody. You're going to play Dora the Explorer for me. Come here. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Here we go. 
You good? Is that good? Backpack's good? Praise the Lord. Hold on. Let me open it for you. Praise the Lord. Okay. It's nice and comfy? Let's get it. Let's get it, bro. But here's the thing I want to share with you. What is overwhelming you tonight? What is overwhelming you tonight? I'm not going to hit him in the head, I promise you. I promise you. I'm standing before the Lord right now. Unless someone wants to donate to BGMC, I'm okay. Okay. What's overwhelming you? Family? Hallelujah. You can stay right there. Your job? How's it feeling, buddy? Uh, overwhelming. Ready? Friendships? Ooh, this sounds like it hurt. Finances? Sickness? Heavier and heavier, huh? I hope that doesn't rip on you, bro. I don't know if the church has insurance. But whatever, God, God's going to heal you. We believe in laying of hands, my friend. Ready? What about school? Relationships. Well, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. It's heavy. Yeah. And some of you spiritually are walking like this. Did you hear me? You might not have all of that, but you have some. But yet it's heavy. The moment I put one, it got heavy. The moment I put two, ooh, even more. Ooh. But here's one thing I learned. Many times, Eric, we don't go to Jesus. When we're dealing with overwhelming stuff, when we're dealing with issues, we don't run to Jesus. You know, let me take it off because I'm scared it's going to rip on you and you're going to, you're skinny, bro. I don't want you to, I don't want to start laying hands on you. Oh, that sounded like it hurt. But look, many times we don't go to Jesus. When we're carrying heavy burdens, some of us, we don't even go to Jesus. Think about that. What is the first thing you go to? Some of you guys go to friends. Some of you guys will go to your phones. Huh. Someone says shopping. Let's be real. Food. Come on. Think about it. Money. Let's go. Look, think, you guys are already thinking. You're like, yeah, I've been there. But what does Matthew 11, 28 says? It says, come to me. But we're not. What do we do? We tend to complain. Ooh. We tend to whine. We tend to be angry. We tend to be bitter. And our mood changes. And when your mood changes, so does your perspective. Did you hear me? So when your mood changes, because everything in the world is crashing down, your perspective changes. It's not good. What does that mean, Pivik? That means 
you tend to doubt. You tend to not believe anymore. And there's times that we want to give up. Did you hear me? Am I hitting somebody tonight? I hope so. Because when I was writing this, I'm like, Lord, what is it that you want me to share with the river? It's not a kid's church thing, God. You know what I'm, you know. This is for the young adults, God. What do you want me to share to them tonight? And when I sent the message to Vinny, I said, Vinny, this is the title. Vinny responds back, good, I need it. I'm feeling that right now. Because as young people, we get overwhelmed. There's bills to pay. There's relationships that are just, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's really bad and you need to get out. Financially, sometimes we're overwhelmed. But here's something I want to share with you. Because I've been there. I've been in that road. I'm 36. And I've gone through a lot in my life. Okay? A lot in my life. Where I did doubt. I did not believe. As a pastor, I stopped believing just for a little bit. In God. That my own wife had to say, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? Thank God for our wife. Hallelujah. But she had to tell me, what are you doing? Shh. I started questioning God, getting angry. Anybody ever been angry at God? Like, God, why'd you do this? <laughs> me? <laughs> you did this. How many, how, many, how many times do we start blaming God when it's you? Hello. Hello. So here's what I, wanna, I want you to know tonight. Number one. Overwhelming can lead to a state of depression. Overwhelming can lead to a state of depression. One of my favorite characters in the Bible is David. Because David relates to a lot of people. A man of God, but yet had a lot of faults, just like us. And in 1 Samuel chapter 30, here's a story of David and his men and his, his, basically his whole men and family are settling at a place called Ziklag. And at Ziklag, David and his men had families there, kids, homes, their possessions, their cattle. They had everything at Ziklag. And one day, David and his men decide to go on a mission. Oh, mission. They pack their bags and they start going on this mission and leave the wives and the kids behind. As they leave, the enemy comes. Can I tell you something? The enemy is sneaky. He's good at doing that. But you're victorious. Amen? So the enemy, the Malachites come over and start destroying the Israelites. Destroying homes. Taking every possession that's found. Cattle. 
They take the kids, they take the wives, and they burn the place down. And they leave. And then David and the men come back from their mission. And from a distance, they see smoke. They see fire. And all of a sudden, they look at each other. It's our home. It's our home. They arrive, and you can hear the men crying. Ladies, I'm going to tell you, men do cry. Okay? My wife has seen me cry many times. We all cry. Men don't be like, oh, yeah, we're not, we're not, we don't cry. We cry. And then they start crying. They start thinking, oh, my gosh. Our possessions are gone. Our wives are gone. Our kids are gone. They're feeling overwhelmed. Now, because they're overwhelmed, guess who they look at? David. They start now pointing fingers at David. The Bible says they stopped crying and they pointed at David. We do that. We start crying and we start pointing the faults on other people. My life is miserable because of her. My finances are bad because of you. Keep going to Starbucks with you. It's your fault. Goodness. I'm poor because of you. We start, we, hey, we start pointing fingers. Come on, somebody. And all of a sudden, David is being overwhelmed by these men. They're blaming and accusing him. He gets all these people telling him, it's all your fault, all your fault, all your fault. And David now falls in this state of depression. I love the book of Psalms. Anybody like the book of Psalms? Man, you see the heart of David written there when he's depressed. Oh, man, so beautiful, but yet sad. You read that, and you're like, oh, my gosh, David, I've been, man, you know what I'm going through then, David. You know my life, David. Man, are you writing about me, David? Sometimes when you read the Bible, you're like, wait, it's writing, wait, it's talking about me right now. You guys ever been there? He's like, oh, God, you know what I'm going through right now. And then all of a sudden, here's what I love, which is going to bring me to point number two, which I love. And David said this, 1 Samuel 30, verse 6, part B says, and David found strength in the Lord his God. Point number two, when you come to Jesus, he will bring the victory. Did you hear me? When David went to God, when he was overwhelmed by all this stuff, these men crying, that was so beautiful, beautiful the story. He prays, he worships God. Listen, when you are going through this time, this time of overwhelming, you gotta stop and worship God for who he is. You can't just sit there and say, oh, woe is me. It's saying, oh, God, I praise you in this storm. I praise you in this time because I don't know what I'm doing, but I trust you, God. Did you hear me? And so I love how David just goes to God, and all of a sudden God says, stand up. Go back. And as he goes, the Bible says that he got every single thing back, every possession no wife or kid was harmed. Man, God is so good. Can we just praise God? Man, I read that and I'm like, come on, somebody. That is my God. That is the God we serve. But watch this. 
Luke chapter 17, verse 14 through 16 says this. He looked at them and said, this is the ten lepers, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. Guys, this was for years. These men were already thinking, we're going to die. We're going to die of this. We're not going to see our wives anymore. We're not going to see our kids anymore. We don't even know how many years they were dealing with this. Watch this. They were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus. Came back to Jesus. Shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet. We got to do that, y'all. Did you hear me? You're not doing that enough. To the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. When we come to Jesus, he begins to remove. Listen to me. He begins to remove those items that you don't need anymore. I don't want to get Eric up here because I don't want to hurt him. But he starts removing those heavy burdens from your life, those relationships, those finances. Listen to me. Those things that are been becoming that heavy burden in your life, and he removes it, and guess what? Man, you're, you're feeling great again. You're feeling good again. You feel like, man, the world's back to normal again. But can I tell you something? That's part of being a Christian. It's your faith. It is your faith. That will remove all this stuff. When we come to Jesus, he begins to remove those items from your life one by one by one. Isaiah 26. Verse 3 to 4 says this. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. Can you imagine when those ten lepers were healed? The joy, that overwhelming coming out of their shoulders, the years of holding in, carrying that heavy burden. They're running back to their families, hugging their wives, hugging their kids, having fellowship with other people again, going back to church again. Man, the peace, the peace that I read here, that perfect peace that Isaiah says was right there. There's peace when you trust God. But what's trust? You can't just trust anybody. I can't trust, let's see, uh, I can't trust you with my kids because I don't know you. Correct? But if I have a relationship with you, if I get to know you, guess what? I could trust you with my kids. Right? How can you say you trust God when you don't even know God? You say you come to church, you say I worship, but you don't even know God. These lepers, they, I bet they heard about Jesus. And they said, man, this Jesus is the one that possibly can heal me. Listen to me. I trust God. Do you trust God? Do you have that relationship with God? Do you believe that God can take those heavy burdens, that overwhelming thing in your life, away from you? 
PVIC, it's impossible. It's impossible. Nothing is impossible for my God. Come on. The last time I was here with you guys, I talked about the cancer journey. Forget that. That's years ago now. That's gone. I don't even want to look back to that because I already got my victory, baby. Come on. I'm standing here. I'm, I'm chunky. I got to lose weight. But listen. But listen. I sit here and I praise God because I trusted God. I'm not going to sit there and cry and boo-hoo and la-da-da-da-da. No. I'm going to focus. I'm going to get down on my knees and start worshiping my God. I'm going to start praying with my God. I'm going to have a relationship with my God because I know my God will remove all that overwhelming stuff in my life because I trust him. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? So watch this. The peace that these guys had. The peace of not having that disease anymore. The peace of going home to their families. The peace of getting a job now. The peace of going to church and fellowshipping now. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how they felt? That joy. That joy. Then Jesus said, come to me. Natasha, can you come up here? Come to me. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. And I, I will give you rest. Some of you, you're so overwhelmed that you can't even sleep at night. So overwhelmed that you can't even, you can't sleep. You're worried. The Bible says don't worry about the things of tomorrow. Don't worry about those relationships. Why worry? Why stress? Last year, I stressed so much. My wife could tell I stressed. COVID made me do crazy things. Had to create videos for kids' church like crazy every week. Videos for the church every week. I had to do videos for the district, for the national office. I was being pulled, and the problem is, is because I never said no. And because I never did that, I was overwhelmed with a lot of work. Because PVIC did not want to fail anybody. Anybody ever been there? You don't want to fail people. I was a yes man. I ended up in the hospital. Got stressed out too much. Huh. I should have just trusted God. I didn't fall on my knees enough. I'm going to be honest, as a, as a pastor, as a minister, we get pulled a lot to go help people. And there's times that people don't come to us to say, how you doing? They always want us to help them, but we never get help from others. I just want you to hear the heart of a pastor. I know I'm called to do this, I know. I just want you to see the other side. But you're a pastor, I know. I'm a pastor and I have a family. Being a pastor can be overwhelming. I see my own pastor, Pastor Boykin. Love that man. And there's times that I sit there, I look at him, I even talk to Daniel sometimes and, and Ms. Doreen, and I get worried about him because I see him overwhelmed. But when you spend time with Jesus, when Jesus come to me, Come to me. Come to me. 
I just want to go. I don't do it enough. I want you to stand up real quick. I hope this word has blessed you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, and leave a rating and review. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The River YA. All of our links to keep in touch are down below. We hope this blessed you, and we'll see you next time at The River. Come find life.